The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in today for episode 110 of the Podwans Podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by Jedi Master Eggs and Harith Productions. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday night. Today, well... We're going to be having a lot of different discussion, a lot of topics. It's December, so Luke and Harith and I kind of came to an agreement about talking about the sequel trilogy in Rogue One since Disney since Disney acquired Lucasfilm. All of their theatrical releases besides Solo were Christmas time releases, so we thought that maybe we could discuss them. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, we'll talk Rise of Skywalker, we'll talk Rogue One. So that's what we're going to dive into. Sit back, relax, and let's get the show started. We're going to be talking about sequels. I, I, the only thing that I can really comment about the whole Adam Driver conversation is that this was on Rich Eisen's podcast, and he's known for sports. So that's really fucking funny, actually, to like think about that. Mm-hmm. Like Adam Driver's just like dropping all these bombs on on a show that has nothing to do with like i mean it's got something to do with entertainment but like not like nerd entertainment i find that absolutely hilarious but well the thing um, with this with the thing of people reviewing the actors on these live shows they have a tendency of misconstruing the story with luke skywalker talking about like not my luke skywalker and all this it was all in the same field you're cutting it off and then afterwards right after that he's like oh well you know, I started to, you know, understand the direction of Luke. So when people see that with, with Adam Driver, they immediately just take it at face value and be like, oh, sequel sucks, sequel sucks, sequel sucks. It's, it's just like people go into their camps. It's like the, the how do I describe it? It's like, it's weird with the sequel trilogy with the camps because like the Star Wars Kingdom as it is already is in its camps. But like you have like the Last Jedi lovers and then the Rise haters. They're just like, like already just kind of going at it. Mm hmm. No, they're one and the same. You mean you mean the Last Jedi lovers and the and the Rise of Skywalker lovers are yes, always yes, at going all. at each other. They're, they're clashing at each other. Yes, over their I, opinions of what they. My think whole thing is is that they're there. They're cool. I don't have a huge opinion about any of them. I think they're pretty good movies. Like, the one negative I would say is that the cohesive story is it. Like I see where the overarching thing is, but there's some parts in some movies that just like especially in the rise of skywalker is kind of frustrating mm-hmm. um, I agree with you. but rise um, of skywalker it uh because force awakens and last jedi were really they were cohesive they were very cohesive ryan very johnson cohesive. built off of what jj yeah. created very well rise of skywalker on the other hand just went all over the place well um, i mean they wanted to do something out of the box and ryan johnson did exactly that and it didn't hit with a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, with Star Wars itself is out outside of the box, but well, yeah, but I mean that like the whole discourse is it, like I feel like the biggest discourse with the Last Jedi. There's three talking points. Number one, Luke Skywalker's mishandling or the quote of it, he was mishandled. Number two, the Holdo m- maneuver is always brought up in that movie. Yeah, always a Holdo, which maneuver. makes which makes zero sense to me of why they need to bring it up. Like, why didn't they use that? Well, it's because it didn't work narratively in the original trilogy. Because a nobody really has probably ever thought about doing that before in an, in any of the movies. Because Luke, what is the what's the third point? Third point is the dyad. Third point is the dyad. I think. Yeah. From what I understand. Well, for Last Jedi specifically, it's Luke, Haldo, and Ray. Yeah, and Ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Ray being a nobody or Ray being things. Yeah, I I mean, my thing with all right, Force Awakens. My only issue is is that it's basically a carbon copy of of a New Hope. Yeah, which I know. I, I know Harry will see it. In it a is. It is like from it, from look, a from a overarching from an overarching thing. Ray they're very found, similar. The thing is, very is like, similar they're, they're, they're very, very similar. But the thing is, it's not a carbon copy because the characters are basically the polar opposites of the New Hope. Luke is constantly wanting to go to away from Tatooine and like find this new life and join the, uh, the Academy. And then Ray wants to stay home and constantly go back. It's like each character are like polar opposites of the one in the original trilogy. So yes, it uses it's like 
It's a similar. He uses the beat. Yeah. It's the beat. The character is a similar beat. It's a different engine. The character's like, motivations yeah. are different, but the paths yeah. they take are exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. They say that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, but, and that's kind of like how it is with with like all storytelling. Like it it all spans back to the hero's journey, which George was very, very influenced by the original trilogy and then kind of spun it off with the prequel trilogy. And now they're just they use that for the Force Awakens and then but, they just built off of it. Yeah, but you also have to think about this. The task Leia had been in a movie in 30, 30 years. It's been 32 years since Force Awakens came out. Return of the Jedi? Return of the yeah. Jedi. Return of the, came out, Return of the Jedi came out in 83. Force Awakens came out in 15. Yeah, so 32 so years. So 32 years of that yeah. time frame of them not being in Star Wars. So it is yeah. cru- it is crucial yeah, to, I agree. to get the old fan base back into it because a lot of the older fans now don't like the sequels but what they do say is that the force awakens i mean look at the box office for force awakens not alone was it the excitement but there were so many people excited to see han luke and leia on the screen again and i think jj did a very well very well planned out very good job with getting everyone into it yeah i agree i i would say that and it's not that I don't like The Force Awakens. I, I it out of the three, I think it's my least favorite. But I I enjoy beats and parts of it a lot. Yeah. I would say. It's not even just reintroducing the legacy characters. Yeah, it's a completely yeah. blank it's, space. Because you can like, you can start like start out with this. You know, yeah, like yeah. where's Luke gonna? What's Luke doing? What's what's Han doing? What's Leia doing? I, what what is the setting like in the galaxy who's in power who's who's the enemy you know yeah Yeah. i will make the argument for me i know i'm biased because force awakens is my favorite but of all the crawls i think force awakens has the best opening sentence to any of the crawl luke skywalker has vanished vanished. like when the star wars like came up and you're just the first words you read because like they did a really good job of hiding everything and you read luke skywalker has vanished you're just like what the hell happened in 30 years it like it gets you immediately right into the movie when you're well, just all, watching all, it for the first three, time. all three of the sequel trilogy movies have a very interesting first sentence because force awakens is luke skywalker is vanished last jedi is the the first order reigns and, and then, then rise rise of skywalker the is speak. the dead speak <laughs> like what mm-hmm. but yeah luke skywalker is vanished Immediately, the first thing that J.J. Abrams did was tell you what Luke Skywalker was doing. That was that was the smartest thing to do and the safest, to be honest, because everyone, I mean, everyone wanted to know what Luke Skywalker was doing, because this is not the this is not the NJO. This is not the expanded universe. He's not doing all these things and fighting off the Yuzhan Vaughn and doing this. He's not fucking Goku. We're, we're talking about a guy who had optimism and hope of rebuilding the jedi order but as a result of that that's what destroyed the jedi order was his confidence in bringing it back and that's what the last jedi is for last jedi explains it entirely about what happened in the remaking of the jedi order yeah and it's like to me why force awakens is my favorite to put it down simply is like to me it's like the comfort star wars movie it's like the star wars at home it's like it has that feeling of the original trilogy because of the way that lords kazdan is writing it because they brought back the yeah, Empire Return mm-hmm. of the jedi and like you could tell like his kind of touch on the force awakens it's like very important and like i love how it makes you feel like you know like when you're sticking at home and you're just like with your like comfort blanket and like your comfort teeth like that's what a force awakens is to me it's like it brings me back to being like a 13 year old kid watching force awakens in the theater oh yeah i mean oh, yeah when i was 15 seeing force awakens for the first time that was like if it wasn't for the force awakens like fuck like i i like star wars but man when once force awakens was coming out that lit something in me yeah which is me now see like I have the unique perspective of being oh, you, born you, in the you late nineties. You got to witness them. Got to witness I got the to no. Well, I got to witness the prequels as they were coming out. So, like seeing, like for like like the significance of like my fandom compared to your guys's fandom, like how it started, 
is very much like, like I see the prequels and I'm like, wow, those are those are like I see their faults. And I look at the sequels and I'm like, you know what? I see them for what they are. And that's how I feel like a lot of people should have been for the prequels, but weren't. Mm. Like they weren't very much like, well, what's the like it it's so weird to see how people just can't accept like differing opinions when it comes to like movies or franchises that they love. I just feel like it's just like anything in life, like everybody's gonna have an opinion, whether you like it or not, like that they have that right to that opinion. So like when when the Force Awakens came out, I was like, Whoa, this is this is crazy. This is amazing. Like like it's we're back in the universe that has been gone for over twelve years. Like besides the Clone Wars, there was nothing. Like maybe some novels, but like that's it. Like after yeah, that weren't yeah, exactly. Like so besides Clone Wars, that's it. There was nothing else. After 2005, that was it. That was done. Done. Franchise. The is funny over. thing about that is <clears throat> the discourse of fans, when it's about the sequel trilogy, 95% of them are prequel diehards. And then yeah. I've I've seen polls of like comparing like the original trilogy with the prequel trilogy. And then you see just like how it was same. back in 2005. You get the original trilogy fans dogging on the prequel trilogy fans. They're, they're just they're not the it's same. It's like movie. a friendly reminder of like don't don't forget the prequels are dogged on too. It's oh, like now, almost on. the sequels are getting dogged on by the prequel fans. Well, and, and and when they ultimately do a fourth trilogy, which they probably will, 10, 11, and 12, or 11, 11, wait. Yeah, 10, 11, 12. Episode XXI, XI. Yeah, 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 yeah. 10, 11, 12. When those eventually come out, which who knows? Uh, 10 could be Ray's movie. I we we don't know that for a fact. Like, obviously, it's being said that it is a standalone movie, but I mean, if you're gonna have Ray Skywalker, who's a pretty prevalent person, who was the main character in, in a trilogy, I feel like it's kind of because I don't think it'll be Ray's trilogy again because that was what got a lot of fans confused about the sequels. Everyone thought it was going to be Luke's trilogy, but no, no he already had his trilogy. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker was the prequels. Luke Skywalker was the original trilogy. Ray yeah. was the sequel trilogy. So to have Ray be the main character of another trilogy, I just feel like it wouldn't fit. You know, a standalone film works because it's like setting up what, yeah. what the era is like during this time of the new Jedi order. And yeah. Pass the torch to another character. I, I think that's like, what to like, get back the, to the whole like revenge return rise thing is. It's yeah. No, that's actually that's why yeah. I love like like that's like my Twitter bio for a reason. I love the correlation between all three movies with return revenge rise. Like I think it's just like a good flow. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's it's the culmination of Palpatine winning, Palpatine losing, and then Palpatine finally losing. You know? Yeah. It is very poetic to see that, oh, wow, he can tear down the best of us, then the best of them can be redeemed, and then the the Redeemer uh, also gets redeemed in a way uh, by the opposite uh, version of the yeah. enemy that he's supposed to destroy. Yeah, Palpatine. Palpatine won. There, but you Palpatine know, was defeated, and then Palpatine lost. Lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I like. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think the sequels, for as much as they get hate, I, I just don't don't understand it because it's like at the end of the day, we're getting movies. We were getting content from a franchise that had been quote unquote dead for over 12 years. And you're going to sit here and complain and nitpick about every single little thing. And I, and I ultimately, and this is the problem. I ultimately blame the legends content that was coming out in between revenge of the Sith. No, I, it's not. I mean, it's not the, it's not the I, legends content. It's the I fan don't blame base. That. That's the fan base. Cars on the money. Hundred percent. Well, the, yeah. the legends are. It, it, it's a. It's a. A reason for the hatred because that was what people were expecting, but yeah, no. it wasn't what it was. But the fans are what pushed can, that narrative. Wait, out at can you, you can you imagine? Can you imagine if George would have made his sequel trilogy and it would have been somewhat oh, it, similar to no, what Disney no, did? No, that's how much is. people would have been so upset. No, Pablo because that George ahead. Lucas was this. People forget the reason why George Lucas sold Star Wars. 
Do you know why? People, it wasn't because yeah. it was dry. It was because people hated his work. People hated yeah. the prequels. Yeah. So now, in, yeah. and so now people are like, in hindsight, oh, I miss George Lucas. Well, you shouldn't have been an asshole to him when he was making the prequels. Yeah. It's easy. And people forget. And he was, and he was aging, too. He's, yeah. he's, well, he's almost hitting his 80s. And by the time he was sold, he was selling it, he was like, what, in his early 70s? Yeah. Or like maybe in his late sixties at the time. Late sixties. He had really no motivation to make more. Because if he did, he would have made more. He would have planned more besides Clone Wars. Uh, no, that's why I always laugh at Luke's post that he made about Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy didn't ruin Star Wars. You did. The fans did. The fans ruined Star Wars. All ruined it because. They had their own depiction of what it should have been. But even though if it was on paper or if it was on screen with, that, with their ideas, it would have flopped hard. And all of their ideas, yeah. what they wanted to change, it wouldn't have worked either. Because if you had Luke doing this, what, what's the point of having Luke being the main character again? Luke had his trilogy. This is the point of trilogies. You have one main character to follow. And somehow for the sequel trilogy, they get mad because it's a woman. And Ray is a badass, and she has came from worse conditions than Luke, and she you know, can't be that, from nothing to something, and then yeah, somehow becomes a Palpatine. Yeah. yeah, so I think okay. So moving on from Force Awakens, behind Rise of Skywalker, and I will be the only one that sits here and says that Rise of Skywalker is their favorite sequel movie. Um, and I have wait, hold, my... wait, hold, wait, hold, hold up, hold up. I realize something. What? So if you're Rise on Force Awakens, are you Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, we got was. all three movies. <laughs> yeah, Last Jedi. Yeah, I, I have Last Jedi above Revenge of the Sith. So, like, we got all three trilogies, yeah. or for the sequel, we got all three movies. We all like the the different yeah. movies in the trilogy. This is yeah. very interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, why I was no. really. That's why I was satisfied with Don's rankings because he, on C tier he had Last Jedi and Revenge of the Sith, and so honestly, it's not too I'm far not... apart from each other because a lot of people like to milk I Revenge of the Sith. I thought he had B on. I thought he. No, no he they're, both and C. C. they're both in C tier. I just added that episode. Oh, yeah, because um, like milk Revenge of the. You know, okay, Revenge of the I Fifth. Agree with, I actually agree with Don. I would, I would put Last Jedi and Revenge of the Sith on the same tier, personally. Where do we Where do we begin with Last Jedi? I Last Jedi is so polarizing for the dumbest reasons. No, yeah, it's so no, polarizing yeah. for the dumbest reasons. Here, all right, going. Okay, you want you want to hear something, guys? So. So obviously the main issue of Last Jedi that a lot of people have is Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Um, let's see. Luke Skywalker throwing the lightsaber. Okay. He didn't want the fucking lightsaber. It's that simple. The reason why the Jedi Order was this his new Jedi Order was destroyed was because of a lightsaber. It's because of the previous instinct that he almost that he was about to strike Ben to prevent everything that was going to happen. It was because of the lightsaber. That brief moment of him holding that lightsaber was what destroyed it. So him holding it again, holding another one, not the one that he had, but the one that he initially started with, why would he want it? Like, it, yeah. And then Luke drinking the Thalassiren milk. Um, did you forget who he was when we meet Luke for the first time? Or, or he was who a his farmer. master was? He was a farmer. Fucking Yoda did the dumbest shit in M M Empire 2. So why are we so surprised about Luke doing these weird, Luke wow, doing Luke, these weird Luke, things? Luke with Luke drinking milk and harvesting crops and food. Yeah. Wow, Thanks. where have we seen this before? Ah, oh, Tatooine. I was being raised die. by moisture farmers. Ah. Oh. Again, I, I don't think this is anywhere near necessary. Like, I think you can get all the context for Last Jedi in the film itself. But personally, reading like the first, like, prologue chapter in the last Jedi novel they should also kind of help contextualize what luke is when he's on octo he is just trying to like he's in his owen lars era he's just one he wants to be a farmer in octo I, he just wants to fuck off and the guy he wants to like he because there's there's a whole prologue chapter where he's like he's like i wish i would have just stayed on tatooine i wish yeah. i had nothing to do yep. with this i don't want anything yep. at all it's... i just want to be here and cammy, and, cammy. yeah yeah Him, so like, remembering cammy so my take on Luke during this whole movie, okay, he is exactly the way he should be. Mm -hmm. He is for all the for all the reasons for all the reasons that Char stated. But there's one thing that that is missing here. He tried to he he says this in the movie. I I was the 
I was the Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. I was supposed to be the best of the best. The person that turned, that defeated Darth Vader and defeated the Emperor. I was supposed to be the best of them, and I failed. How am I supposed to teach from my failure and and, and still be something that, that is so heralded up? You know what and I that's mean? that's what the team with Yoda was and, so powerful. Yeah. So my thing is, is that the complaint of, oh, well, that's not how Luke would have handled that situation. It's exactly how Luke would have handled the situation. You want to know why? Trauma fucks you up. But something bad happens, it changes your aspect on life. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not also act like if, like if, if a family member were to die. Let's just say the most mm -hmm. extreme thing. A family member yes. dies. You think I'm going to be the same person I will am uh, I was yesterday? Probably not. I'm probably yeah. going to have a different as aspect on life. Trauma changes a character's outlook. And they're allowed to do that. Yeah, as someone as 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 strong and as powerful as Luke, fucking Skywalker is allowed to have these feelings and allowed to have changing views. That's how the world is. And these failures and the, and yeah. the yes. failures and looking and taking these failures and saying, oh, I'm not going to I I don't think I should be leading this fight anymore. Taking himself completely out of it. Oh, but wait, another reason. A certain show that came out four years later. Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi did the same fucking thing. Is everybody going to lose their mind? No, because it makes narrative sense. These Obi-Wan and Luke in The Last Jedi are in the same headspace. And they have I been will, through emotional trauma. They changed their outlook. Everything that they have known has been destroyed. Why are we so surprised that we find Luke? He looks at the lightsaber and goes, "Fuck that." Why? But the difference between Obi Wan Why? and Luke. Obi Wan. Obi Wan is trying to trying to like keep the Jedi Order alive. Luke just wants to abandon. Well, it. not not so no. Uh, Okay, my whole thing was in that first episode, particularly, mm -hmm. is yeah. Obi-Wan is very much when he sees that other Jedi, he's like, The fight is done. We lost. The time of the Jedi is over. That whole thing. That perspective, like the difference, difference between Obi-Wan and, and Luke and the last Jedi in that sense is that Obi-Wan does officially, eventually become like, all right, screw it. There's nothing I, there, I need to get back into this. Like, there's no other way. I have to face my fears. And eventually, Luke does get there in The Last Jedi. He gets there. But it's, it's a different process. So and, my thing is, is that, and this comes back to the Legends discussion, people thought that that, that Luke Skywalker was going to be the Luke Skywalker of the sequel trilogy. And when it wasn't that, that's what really upset them. And I will add to this, like the argument I always make when people talk about Luke and the Last Jedi versus like, oh, but he redeemed Vader. Why couldn't he redeem Ben? It's the same thing like you just said about Obi-Wan. Being directly responsible and blaming yourself, being the master is very different than coming into the situation and fixing it because you're directly yeah. responsible for what happened. It's the same thing with like Ray and Ben. Ray, Ray had nothing to do with Ben Solo destroying the Academy. She came in and was like, hey, this isn't you. Fix it. Same thing with Luke in Return of the Jedi. So when people always be like, well, why can't Luke just go talk to Ben and like go fix him with Kylo Ren when Snoke's in his ear? It's very different situation being the master in the situation versus being, being the nowhere yeah. near connected at all to it. No, yeah, yeah. And, the, ahead, and I think Obi-Wan has done a really good job of drawing that straight line. Even though I feel like Obi-Wan, you don't even need Obi-Wan to draw that straight line. It's very similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... The thing that really gets me thinking, like, Luke didn't redeem, didn't redeem Darth Vader. I mean, you can say he saved him, but he didn't he redeem did him. him. He didn't redeem Anakin him. chose to redeem Vader because Luke sacri sacrificed himself for the people that he loves. And what did he do in Last Jedi? Hmm, Leia sa sacrificing himself to save the Resistance and his and, sister. So and when, you uh, see yeah. the when, you, when you look at Return of the Jedi, you see Luke sacrificing himself. So that gives Anakin an ultimatum, be yourself again, or I'm going to die. You choose, buddy. Do you want to, <laughs> you want to keep, you want to, you want to <laughs> latch on to evil or you want to save me? And I want the, the last remnants of Padme. You want, you want that to die? You choose, buddy.
it, I will add to this. When yeah. people are like, Luke is out, quote unquote out of character, what he did with Ben in the hunt, it's nothing you do with Return of the Jedi. Dude, people forget in Return of the Jedi when Vader was like, he was like, oh, you have a twin sister. Perhaps and she he loses it. Dark side. And he, he loses, loses it. it. It's the same situation. It, yeah. Luke yeah, sees that Ben, because you don't know what, what, he, what Luke is seeing in Ben. He could be literally seeing, watch Han dying and Han getting blown up and all these different things that are going to happen in the sequel trilogy. And Luke's like, what the hell is this? And he initially just freaks out. I mean, he even says it was an instinct moment of failure and he wanted to regret it and deactivate exactly. it. Exactly. 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 And guess what? It goes back to my point that he's human. That's the <laughs> redeeming part of it. He's not is Jesus. that he's not, he's not all above. He is not. He is also one to make mistakes. He's not exactly. a person that is completely, his armor because is not why changed. do we like Luke Skywalker? Because, because we relate he's the to little him. guy. You can't relate to the to, yes. the to the person that's like the the like like on a pedestal. We relate to him because he has these issues. He has fears of not being yeah. able to go yeah. out and expand his horizons. He yeah. we connected with Luke because he was like us. In yeah. the sequel trilogy, he's like us in the terms of we lost, we failed. How yeah, do we recover way. from this? Luke and Harith. Yes. And 30 years time are you going to be the same person you are now? Hell no. Um, are you going to be any, like, fucking sixty? Are you going to are you going to like fall in love with someone? Are you going to have a death of a loved one? Or are you going to have a fallout from family? Are you going to you know lose contact with friends? Are you going to yeah. have children? Are you going to change where you live? Are you going to change your job? Are you going to go through some hard times? Yes. If you expected Luke to be the same from Return of the Jedi in the Last Jedi. You're delusional because because think about this, though. If we're talking about the failure of Luke Skywalker, let me ask you this, Luke. When no. was the last time we saw someone witness a bad dream and then acted upon it in the wrong way? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a it's such a Skywalker move. And I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, tell, tell me who. It was, it was it was it was it was Papa it was it was Papa Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Just Papa. The Skywalker. last time someone had a bad dream and acted upon it in the wrong and way, not just once. Dream. Not just once. It was twice. Yes. Because think about this though. Luke also says in the hut that's or when he was talking to Ray that Snoke already turned Ben's heart. And who Snoke? Palpatine. <laughs> who did Palpatine also plant seeds in? Anakin, like that's father. How- like son. son, Skywalkers are so. But this is the, but this is like the difference between the dumbest Anakin shit, bro. Anakin yeah. in the prequels, he thought it was the only way. He was convinced that those were realities because he had bad dreams before, and what happened yeah. to his mom came true. So with Anakin, he literally his hands were tied. He felt like he had no other way out. With Luke, on the other hand, in Return of the Jedi, he. Fell to the dark side in a way, but witnessed that he was becoming his dad and decided to throw it away, which is funny because, you know, we, we this Luke throwing the saber in the last shot. It was not the first time we saw Luke throw a lightsaber. <laughs> Let me tell you, he, because the he threw his was, own lightsaber because, because when when Luke was about to finish off his dad, he realized that he was becoming him. So he threw it and then. What Luke didn't do in the hut with Ben, he didn't throw the saber. Hence, what happened in the hut? It's almost like traumatizing. It like, like cripples you almost. And then, Luke never tried to kill Ben Solo. I I, I need to preface this. Yeah, he didn't. There it was were... just a, it was a it was a it was a it was like a it's it's like a a twitch. It was there were three, like a, three three different variations of the scene in Ben's hut. The first one, Luke said, he just turned on me. And then Ben destroyed the hut. The second one, Kylo said, he feared my power. And it shows a furious Luke, which of course Kylo would convey also, that to Rey. Then you yeah. have the truth with Luke saying, yep. Snoke already turned his heart. And then for mm-hmm. the briefest instinct, I thought I could stop it. But then I was yep. left with shame while looking to the eyes yep. of the boy whose master had failed him. And then it, Kylo attacks Luke. Luke a- never attacked Kylo. There's yeah. three different depictions of those of those visions. Mm-hmm. Luke wanted to prevent the control that Snoke had over Ben, 
Yep. That once corrupted and tormented his father Anakin. Like I said, yep. Snoke is Palpatine. I would like right, to add also, I love how when anyone talks about the hut scene, they always show Kylo's perspective. They never show yeah. the other perspectives too. Yeah. Really different variations. Yeah. Well, you have to well, look well, at what so, they each said and then the truth, which is what so, Luke yeah. tells Ray. So so here's the thing though. There isn't there's truth in every single scenario. All of those do happen. A good lie point of view. always has a little bit of truth. It's a certain point of view. I mean, in 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 retrospect, Ben turns over, sees Luke turn on the lightsaber, and then doesn't see he he only sees his own perception. He doesn't see what Luke is feeling and what he's doing. He just thinks what he saw. So, like, there's truth in 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 all three stories, right? Luke did turn on. I mean, Ben did turn on Luke. Ben misinterpreted Luke's turning on the lightsaber, obviously, because, I mean, let's be real here. If one of us, let's say Char's over me and he's going to kill me, like, he's, 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 he's got a his dog. lightsaber up and, and I look over and I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to die. Like, I do the same thing. Like, it's, it, yeah. Hey, Luke. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, no. like, that's not going like, to, like, that's not going to happen. But, like. The misconstruing of that is hilarious. That's the problem is that people don't like, especially with the last Jedi, people don't have the nuance. I think JJ, I think JJ fed the audience. It was Ryan, 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 Ryan was trying to make the audience think. And I don't think a lot of audiences in star Wars were supposed to be thinking from nuances since empire strikes back. Not everybody was looking at Star Wars because I feel like Star Wars was supposed to be written or supposed to be done in a certain way. And Ryan was like, nah, I'm going to make them think about these characters and the actions that they're taking and everything yeah. with that. And I think that is the most I think that's the biggest credit that I can give The Last Jedi is because it makes you think about what you just watched. Exactly. And, and I think that's I think the most powerful do. thing that you can do in not only not only entertainment, but like in fandom in general. These movies, yes, they're going to mean a whole lot to us. They're going to mean something different to everybody else. But at the end of the day, it's it's how you look and how you see how you look at the nuances of some things. Not everything is black and white. And a lot of yeah. material nowadays is is not it's, it's all nuanced. Yeah, and I think like what you're saying, like J.J. Abrams gave the audience their comfort food. This is like, yeah. I don't know, like I'm, you insert whatever comfort food you have. Like, and Ryan basically was like, you know what? Like Star Wars has basically done this very formulaic tropes forever. Like, yeah, it's always like, again, original prequel trilogy. Like I said, it's like they're built on the foundations of the hero's journey and everything like that. And Ryan was like, no, I'm basically going to basically make you think it's going to go one way. And then go the completely other direction, which like I think the throne room does a brilliant job of like making yes. you think of like yep. okay, Kylo and Ray are gonna come together, they're gonna take down the first order, and what what is this trilogy gonna go after this? Mm -hmm. And I love how they make you think Kylo's gonna go redeemed, and then they flip the switch on you and it goes the completely other direction. And it's yeah. like yeah. I think that's brilliant storytelling. The whole the whole point of the Last Jedi was the legend of Luke Skywalker is a fallacy. Yep. Based on hubris, that's the whole yep. point of this movie. Yeah, because the moment, because like I, I treat it like this. So this is like the New Hope mantle. Like you have like this baton. It's like the New yep. Hope mantle. Obi Wan held on to it after the Jedi Order was destroyed. Then he passed it on to Luke, who which became the New Hope. And then when Luke sacrificed himself at the end of the Last Jedi, he gave it to Rey. That hope was passed on to Rey. Yep. Like it, and it all stems from sacrifice. Obi Wan sacrificed himself to ensure Luke lives, and then yep. Luke sacrificed himself to ensure that Leia, the Resistance, and Rey lives. Yep. So it's a whole, it's a passing down of the torch in a proper way of understanding that this person will carry on and continue yeah. what I started. Yeah. And sure. the, and, the, and it all it comes from the balance of that Anakin had that that yeah. Anakin created. Yeah, it's absolutely. all a passing of the torch to yep. maintain the peace in the galaxy. But people just think like, oh, would, Luke would should you... be doing these crazy force powers. <laughs> he, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of issues, issues. that he's I never really issues. showed. Uh, um, I just missed his, his dad had a lot of issues. 
<laughs> he had daddy issues. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have a dad. Hey, hey, Mr. Um, Lucas, uh, what's your opinions on Mar Jade? Man, I got your voucher. <laughs> out! Get out! I want you out of my office. Get out! No. Get out! Get out of my office! I like Last Jedi. I, I don't love Last care. Jedi. I don't care about all of these nitpicky bullshit things. All the maneuver was not the plan. Sending the thirty escape pods to crate was the plan, and she knew Poe wouldn't have gone along with it, as we saw in the film before he got stunned by Leia. It was the last resort to ensure their survival was the escape yeah. pods. And the hold of maneuver was because the pods were getting destroyed. And then she takes it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, since, you know, I'm in charge, I'm just going to kamikaze into the fleet. Yeah. No, that was not the plan. Yeah. Let's talk about Ray, and then this will this will lead into Rise. Ray in this movie, I think, is so well done. Um, Incredible. From, Incredible. From, from where she is in in... in at the end of Force Awakens, she's very hopeful. I mean, obviously, she's worried about she's worried about Finn. She's worried about the Resistance. Yeah, blah, blah blah blah. But where she is in this movie, particularly with her conversations with Luke, and and she is the she is the ball of light that Luke needs in this time. She's the one. She's the one that gives Luke hope, like Luke gives. Obi-Wan and Yoda hope in the original trilogy. She is like that pesky bug that never wants to go away, but you're so glad. Like you, or like that friend that like constantly is like annoying, but then it, you're like looking back on it, you're so grateful you had that friend. You know what I mean? Like they I, change your perspective. And I feel like that's exactly what Ray did. Her whole arc was her whole arc was I need to get Luke Skywalker back. And then she realized that she doesn't need Luke. She's more than capable of doing it without him. And in the resistance and Leia, like when he sacrifices and at the end of the movie, she's like, well, he's gone. What are we going to do from this? And Leia reassures her that they can do it. That's, that's so well done. And, I was gonna say I love the way that Ryan sets up both Luke and Ray as kind of representations of what the fandom is because you got Luke being the old disgruntled fan that like no, no, no like maybe I'm looking too much into it but he's like the old disgruntled fan that like hates the prequel trilogy for what it did and like what the Jedi Order became what it represents and like he's like he's like screw the Jedi they need to die and like you can even see it he's like the he's like the franchise needs to die this is like Star Wars is like it's over like I'm done and Ray is like the representation of what the new fandom is yeah he's trying to bring new perspective back that hope. The brute yeah. perspective of a pope and being like, look, you're the, you're still the myth and you're the hero. We need your help. Like, like you could be out there helping us. And like, I love how Ryan kind of like made this meta commentary about yeah. the Star Wars fandom within these two characters. No, oh, yeah. With that, let's move to Rise. All right, I knuckles. Okay, <laughs> I love I love Rise because unfortunately the one thing i will say about rise is that it doesn't connect to last jedi very well it does not it is not um i don't think but it's, it, i mean i think it's just like people have said this before and i agree with this it's jj fell into the trap of how do i get the people that hated last jedi but love force awakens and then love last jedi and blend these two together to like the last movie when he should have really Turek, just Applick and Vikral would like to have some words with you. It's like he's like he, so... he tried to please everybody but ultimately ended up pleasing no, no not nobody but like I no, like... so I think the the my favorite thing about the rides of Skywalker and people hate that they did this bringing Palpatine back from a narrative standpoint makes well, Amazing. I mean, people that love legends, I mean, they they should have saw that coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it makes sense though. Think about it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's want to start to he, finish. He 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 is the big bad of the entire saga. He's always been. He's always been the phantom menace. Like the way that people re redo the uh titles, I think it's interesting because it works for a lot of the movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. have you seen that video where they're like, oh, yeah, episode one should have been Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the second movie should be Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the third movie should be Attack of the Clones because of Order 66. Return of the Jedi. A New Hope. Uh, no. no Apple, they changed Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones, but the whole point yes. of Revenge of the Sith wasn't 
Order 66. I think, yeah, and then don't they flip a Force Awakens and a New Hope? Yeah. Yeah. And they changed the Phantom uh, Menace and the Rise of Skywalker. Yes, yes, because yes, 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 yes. yes. Which, I mean, at the time, Palpatine wasn't hiding himself. He literally sent a giant message across and, the galaxy. I think the whole Empire point of like, was but, be, like it, but, it, in the but it is, but he is, but he, but he, but the problem oh. the thing is, is that it, that title does make sense because he's been hiding the entire time. He is the one that has been from the very fucking beginning. Yeah. He is the Phantom Menace. I feel like that is a pretty good analogy and, for and, and Palpatine in this. I'm bringing talk, him back, and I've talked about this before. Like with my opinions on Palpatine and Rise. I agree with you, Luke. I think it's, it was an amazing idea. I think it's a great concept. I think the execution of that concept could have been better. Putting the speech in goddamn Fortnite is something that I will never forgive them for. Because that, because you could have, you could have, honestly, the great you, era is connected. I've the said day this. of victory is at hand. God damn the day man. of revenge. The okay. day of the sin. I, I okay. will say this. I think. People say it should have gone before the movie. I think it's stupid. I think the best no, way they could have fit that in. It should have been in that first segment. No, it should have been okay. You know where you fit this. You know where you fit the speech in. You you have to move Palpatine's introduction. It should have been during the somehow Palpatine return scene. They should have been listening to the speech. You hear the speech. They're all reacting to it. You get all the visuals. You get all the characters' inspirations. Like, holy shit, he's back. I and think that's a good way. You get the, think... Then you get the somehow Palpatine return. Then everyone talks about it. Then Better. you cut to Kylo and Mustafar. Nah, I think you have it going over the beginning. Like maybe you having... have the crawl, and then you have it. Then you have him doing the speech while Kylo is going, and then everyone's reacting. And then, then you get and... Poe and Finn splitting off, yes. and then you get all the characters raised yes. now because doing it. She's going harder because that's why. That's the whole purpose of why Kylo is going to Mustafar is because he needs to find a way to get to Palpatine. Palpatine's whole speech is what uh, is where Kylo is right now. That's his whole thing. He's like, I got like there cannot be another. There is, I am the supreme leader. I have to find him, and the only way that he knows that he's alive is through that. And if you do that while he's going through his like tirade, you have Ian McKellen or uh, Ian McDermott doing the dialogue over the over it. I think that's interesting as fuck. My point is, is like when it comes to Rise, like I think the novelization handles a lot of the structural things better than the movie because I think the issue I have with the first act is like everything is just like go, 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 go. We gotta get like everything like set up. Yeah. Well, I think the, the novelization does a really good job of like building to each point because it starts with Ray training, contrast with Luke and Leia training. I think that's a better opening. Yeah. Because it lets the film slow build. Because I think them immediately going straight into Palpatine's return was, I think it's so, it's like you're throwing so much information at the it's audience. Jar- in the it's first, jargon. Like, five minutes. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. I think, but like having Palpatine back makes more, makes more sense than Snoke being, uh, uh, even though I will subscribe to this, this is the only thing that would have made it better, is if it would have been Plagueis. That's my only exception to it being that it, it could have been better is if it and were Plagueis. Another reason why I love the Rise of Skywalker is because it changed the narrative of, of Ruby, Ray being a Mary Sue. It gave her the, hey, no wonder she's able to do all these good things because she's a Palpatine. Because she's from one of the darkest she's from one of the most most gifted sith lords of all time i don't even think she needed that though i no, but it 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 changed that story changed that narrative because if she is a if she is a palp i mean she is palpatine but she's a skywalker which makes sense for that as well so it's like either way you do it she has like the reason why she's able to use force mind trick is because she is gifted. That's the whole point. Just the name was able to give that, oh, that makes sense now. But it's like, she didn't necessarily need that name. But it helps. Yeah, and, she, and she also has force psychometry, which is a completely hereditary yeah. skill. Yeah. And I love that that was, 
and the way that and it and it's so interesting because now you have the story of oh you have the granddaughter you are the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine the guy that has done so much wrong and then she ultimately defeats the evil that whoa she's related to I'm gonna credit Element Seven with this and I think he does a really good analogy of explaining this in the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy you have a Palpatine corrupting a Skywalker and in the sequel trilogy. You have the Skywalkers redeeming a Palpatine. Yeah. It's like this interesting. I love the way that like it's like a straight line that's just poetry for all nine movies. Yeah. It's like this, great. Like, I, I, love that. I love the fact that they did that. And I think that's a bold move because it's like, well, we all had our had our theories for oh, who's Ray? Oh, Ray's Ray's uh Ray's Luke's kid, Ray's Leia and Han's kid, Ray's Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter, which was the most outlandish the, one. The stupidest one still, yeah. Ray being the incarnation of Anakin Skywalker. That was the dumbest theory yeah, I've that ever is heard. Weird. That, that is was weird. so dumb. You're just that like, I was like, I was like, how the hell um, did you get like people I, that like it? I love th- and I do love the all of the Jedi. No, that's the, the best the, scene. And, it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire it, saga. It's, it's it's my favorite scene. The only thing I would have said about that scene is that I wish they could have all afforded all of those actors to be on screen as Force Ghosts with with her. I think that would have been crazy to see on on screen. But I, I, I the way they did that scene because they set it up early on in the movie where she's like, "Be with me, talk to me." Like Leia is telling her that if you let them in, they will they will help you. And she struggles throughout this entire time, and then she finally understands. She finally gets it. Like she's finally able to hear them because just like Obi-Wan, he wasn't, she wasn't ready to hear or see them. And I, I love that. I love the fact that it's like, you just weren't, it just wasn't your time to see us. And now that you are, that you are it, that you need us, we are going to help you. And the callbacks with Hayden coming back, Ewan, Alec Guinness, Mace, Win- uh, Samuel L. Jackson, just all of these Jedi. And then, and then you get like, like this is the first one. Like you know, with Star Wars canons, like you knew these all these projects were connected and they all were in the same. Yes. Canon, but seeing, hearing, not only the live action, actors, well, yeah, Ashley Eckstein and and Freddie Prince Jr. and then like Ali Galia, you're just like, oh my god, this is all like everything yeah. is now culminating in this yes. one moment. This one sequence. Yes, yes. For all of the things that Rise of Skywalker doesn't do great, I think, in at least in my opinion, I think narratively it sticks the landing. I think it's up there with Return of the Jedi on how an ending should feel like an ending. You know what I yeah. mean? And minus, minus maybe lando and finn's storylines those are the the ones that i don't feel like they or rose like completely sidelining rose and side sidelining finn wasn't great but like from a narrative standpoint i feel like they handled everybody's story pretty well um i i i just it's defeating the big bad at the end of the day, it's defeating the big bad. And I feel like the way that they were able to accomplish that was pretty good. And my biggest issue is that, again, like I said, I'll hold, I'll hold against rise personally is pacing and structure. Yeah. I think that those are the two things that I would hold against. Right. I think rise, honestly, you know how you say revenge of the Sith deserves a three hour cut. Honestly, hot take. I don't think, I don't agree. It's the four. It's like, it's the culmination of 40 years of movies. It's a culmination of all these TV shows, books, comics, video games. It's it needed to be as long as it needed to be. And the or fact it should that have been two parts. It should have been two movies because that's what Lucasfilm originally pitched to Disney, and Disney said, No, you have to make it one movie in 2019. Which because I remember originally Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm went to Disney and said, Hey, Luke Disney, can we delay the movie till 2020? Because we want more time. To work on the script and make it better. Yeah. And Disney said, no, you have to stick to good. the December 2019 uh, looking deadline. Hi- looking hindsight, good thing that they did kind of... It's a, it's a pro and con because it's, it's I mean, because right, that, pandemic, but it would have It would have done... It would have not done well in 2020. But the thing the, is... Yeah, it's so, here's enough. the thing. 
would the here's the thing. It's like the film wouldn't have done well in 2020, but here's the thing. Is it like would it have gotten the rings of power uh uh, uh delay where it's like you get more post production, you get more time to craft or even think about this, would it get more pre production? Would this because you think it would the delay go into the pandemic? Would the writers have more time to work on the script, think yeah. about things? It's it's the no way home thing where it's like it probably would have got pushed to 2021. There would have been a longer gap between Last Jedi and Rise. There would be a, more of a hype for it. There would be more building to the final movie. And yeah. the writers would have more time to think about it. Maybe it could become two films. Maybe it still says one. Like just like it's it's a very interesting. I would want to be in that alternative universe to see what it what it popped out as. Yeah. Jar. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker for me. I mean, for me, Rise of Skywalker is questionable on the idea that at the beginning it's the first like 20 minutes is so crammed it the is. pacing is crazy it's on crack the first like 10 minutes of it um i wish they had the palpatine speech yeah i agree right when that's another thing instead that of I post saying it but i mean Agreed. we saw it at the beginning with kylo like Palpatine's pomp, Palpatine's pompous like that. He'll be like, "Yeah, I'm back. What, what, what you gonna do?" Yeah, like and, he, he he's not afraid to like tell everyone that like, "Hey, what are you gonna do? I have the biggest fleet in galactic history. What are you gonna do to stop me?" And I think the Rise novelization handles the. I wish they would have gone more into it in the film, and I think they had the time to do it. And again, if it was a three hour cut, they would have had the time to do it. I love I in the novelization the the complex nature between Hux representing what the First Order is. And then a Legion General Pride representing what the final order is and having these two pit against each other. And then Kylo's in the middle getting pulled by both sides. And then you have Palpatine Pride. And then you have Hux of the First Order. And then you have Rey. I, I wish they would have shown that more because like in the novelization when Kylo's going through Mustafar, you hear Pride and Hux arguing about like Kylo's yeah, they going filmed that. They filmed that though. Yeah. Like the there's thing. a there's a there's a still of all three of those people on fucking Mustafar. Yeah, all and, three they're, and they're like, yeah, Kylo's going nuts right now. What, what? He's chasing ghosts, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, and and in my opinion, I think Rise of Skywalker is the penultimate of lightsaber duels. That oh, saber duel that her and Kylo have on the remains of the second Death Star, from a emotional, uh, the emotional stakes, the way that. The sabers are it's it's a heavy thing, right? It's not eloquent like Last Jedi. It's not, but it's not as clumsy as as Force Awakens. It's it's meticulous. It's emotional. And me and Harith have talked about the Rise of Skywalker lightsaber duel. It's it's narratively, it's one of my favorites because it is shows a lot of emotion there's our first our our second ever time seeing a lightsaber be stopped with the force um and like actually being affected by the force the way it is and just like the emotions and how that moment that that lightsaber duel in time sets up the redeeming of Ben Solo and the fact that i feel like it's the it's a great mirror to Mustafar because you're getting yeah. Anakin at his deepest and darkest moment, pushing into Vader, and then then Rise you get it. Or I should say better. Let me restart. In Revenge of the Sith, you get Anakin Obi Wan with Anakin at his darkest on a lava planet, deeping into his darkness, and everything is just on fire, and he's just going deeper and darker into Vader. And yeah. Rise of Skywalker, we're on the remains of the second Death Star, the shadows of Anakin's past, but it's in water. And they're covered in the light, and Kylo is constantly having to fight against his urge to turn back while yeah. Leia and Ray are in his ear. It's such yeah. a great it is mirroring a good... of the two moments yeah. of like uh, it, it's yeah. like Dorton. It's like I hate doing it's this, like quote. it's like it's he's, poetry rhymes. It's like he's it's like he's drowning. Yeah, it's he's like it's like it's like Kylo. It's like Kylo is drowning in the light, and whereas Anakin gets set on fire in the dark, man, he sure was the light. Uh, but anyway, um, no, I, I see the, the, I would say narratively, narratively, I think the sequel trilogy is on par with, uh, it, it has, it, it has its issues, 
but I think narratively from what that like the story wasn't all put together like it wasn't one cohesive thing but let's be real uh neither was the original trilogy really the only trilogy that was really planned out was the prequel trilogy and we saw that worked out and the funny thing is I was talking about this with friends in like a voice chat a couple of nights ago of like it's if you mirror the discourse of the original trilogy with the sequel trilogy they're exactly the same because you have the the beloved yep. first movie like I said, Last Jedi Empire very similar because they both came out and they were super controversial at the time, but they slowly and slowly, as the years went on, people started to find more and more they loved about it. and it Appreciate became, it more. Appreciate yep. it more. And then Rise and Return of the Jedi are exactly the same. Think about it. Same director comes back, or in this case, Return didn't have Richard Marquand, but Lucas was very involved with Return of the Jedi. Like People kind of underplay while Richard Marquand was the director of Return, it was very much a Lucas film. And the fact that it plays it very safe we're bringing back the Death Star, like we're bringing back, we're bringing back like a villain to overshadow the main bad and like kind of bring the main bad down to the heroes level. Like they're very similar movies, and the fandom's reaction to it are very similar because it's people getting mad that they played it too safe and that they changed what they were going to do. Because think about it, Kylo and Vader and Empire versus Empire. To Return of the Jedi and to Last Jedi to Rise are very similar things because you get this villain going from super overconfident to super conflicted, and you can tell that was not the plan. They changed what they were going to do with both characters. Return of the Jedi was not as pushed as much because there was no such thing as the internet, and James Earl Jones wasn't talking about things like this. Because the original plans for Return of the Jedi were completely different than what they had. Luke was gonna kill Vader and go off into the and march off into the desert. And to like bring this back to a Christmas thing, much fun to watch. I mean, those three movies coming out during Christmas time, it's just like I would go to them. I we I had gone one. to every uh, yeah, and Rogue One. I'd yeah. go to the premiere the two weeks before, and then I take my mom and dad to go see it uh, like around Christmas, and then we'd go see it again. Or if they hadn't seen it, they go see it for my birthday. So it's just something that I I will always cherish, yeah. and I do hope. That when we do get back to releases, I hope they do stay in Christmas time. Because I do think for Star Wars, it, yeah, it spaces I, it I, enough for Marvel. It spaces it I love, for the other films. It like I love May, but I really do something about going to the movies with family over the holidays specifically. It it means a lot, and that's kind of what I'm so thankful for. To kind of just bring it back to the whole Christmas yeah. holiday thing. Sorry, we didn't talk about the holiday special, guys. Maybe one. I know. We just, um, how dare I? But the unexpected thing. No. Yeah. So I. I. Yeah. And I mean, it, it got me into this community. You know what I mean? Like, if it weren't for the sequels, hell, there wouldn't be a TikTok community. It'd just be everybody talking about the prequels eighteen hundred thousand times in the Clone Wars and, and hating it because. And hating it, yeah. I really like the prequels before. And, yeah. To tie it into the tweet I put out yesterday, it's very interesting to think about how. Again, I know we were talking about the sequels, but like the way that like Last Jedi, I've gone on this such an interesting journey, watching as a teen, getting affected by grifters on the internet, meeting this community, challenging yeah. my opinion, thinking about the movie critically one more time, watching it for myself removing everything in the preclinical notion and then coming back to like the movie. It's like, it's such an interesting arc to go on. It's like, I felt like I went yeah. on like my own Star Wars fandom arc of like, like getting changed and evolved by the media coming back to loving it. Yeah. I think that's something that's very important. I, I mean, Char, what, what is, what is Christmas time in, in Star Wars kind of mean to you then? Well, I mean, the holiday season is always an amazing time. But with Star Wars together, it's it's so fun because, I mean, when I started making content, it was in December three years ago during yeah. the Boba Fett episode of Mando season two. And around this time was when the Luke Skywalker episode came in Mando yep. season two as well. Mm-hmm. So like there's so many unforgettable moments from going to see Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi and the rise of skywalker in theaters that was man just it's, it i mean i'm i live in illinois so like having a white christmas and then like going yeah. to the theater and seeing it's just, mm-hmm. it's so fun it's different it's, yeah i remember it, it, it feels was, right 
one of my best friends till this day. I remember I went to go with him to see The Last Jedi. Him and I went to go see it, and it was just so such a fun time. Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then and also, think... it's just seeing all like the like the Christmas decorations that are just Star Wars. The amount of Grogu's mm-hmm. that I've passed in my neighborhood. It's crazy. Just yeah. like. Because, like, yeah. it's, it's just a fun time. Speaking of, like, going back to the your, th- your point about, like, keeping in December, like, I know it's probably changed because of the strikes, but, like, the, the leaked, like, what Lucasfilm wants to release, do, don't they want to double dip again in a year, which is stupid as hell? Like, yeah, like, skeleton oh my, crew. No, I, no, I, movies. It was New Jedi Order oh, and Dawn yeah. were the same year, where no. it's, like, May and December. I'm like, no, no. Need, no. Yeah. separate them by year. Keep separate them, year, them by year. Year to year. Year to year. year, to year. The shows can be the, the shows can fill those can gaps. be the in betweens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how they should do it from here on out. But because yeah. I think that was also supposed to be the same year. I shit you not. That Kang Dynasty is supposed to come out. So we're like, we're doing this again. We're pulling a solo yeah, again. No, 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 no because we're not doing I, this again. I, no, I don't think they'll do that. But all right, guys, uh, that's it for our Christmas episode. Aka, we only talked about Christmas for like three minutes. Yeah, we talked about Last Jedi for like thirty. What is the Star Wars fan but not talking about um, discourses? <laughs> uh, but that's gonna be it for this episode, guys. Uh, we hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, um, and everything in between. Uh, Harith, where can the good people find you on the social medias? The people, you guess you could find me at Harif Productions on TikTok and Instagram, Harif underscore edits on Twitter, and here on the Pod Ones. Char, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Good people, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Char Char J, as spelled right here. And you can find me here at the Pod Ones podcast every Thursday night. And you can find me at Jedi Master Eggs on all social medias. And you can find us at the Pod Ones on all social medias again. Happy holidays, and as always, may the force be with you. Always. 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 Merry Christophsis.